Hi everyone, I want to share with you some of the most interesting highlights of the past week with the stock markets, the things which have really caught my eye in terms of the information I might see from other hedgefonds, from analysts, from big banks like Goldman's and the type. So I want to share that with you and uh, there might be things that you'll have missed. I'm going to do a really quick weekly update of these things. So what caught my eye and you can see it on there. And one of the first things that I want to cover is this one. We've had a lot of people, and I'll zoom into that. So your loss and I've put everything else in the options uh, there for that for you. Of course, that's just a minor issue and a quick one. Inflation, that's been on people's minds. And here's something which really caught my eye. This one. These are all the exchange traded funds which have the word inflation in them. And what you can see is the weekly flow in millions of US dollars and the year to date flow in millions of dollars going into those exchange traded funds. That's not to say that you want to necessarily put your money in those, but it clearly shows there's a demand for it and there's a concern of it. Will those exchange traded funds outperform or protect against inflation? Well, that's a different issue, but at least you've got the ticker symbols and something more to research on. And I suspect in the future, I will go uh, into more detail onto those as well. Okay, so the next thing I wanted to draw to your attention. I mentioned this earlier. And it was sort of a special strategy. It doesn't fall into my conventional strategy. And it was Marks and Spencer's, of course, it had been in the news because of its results. And when it was roughly at about 200, I said, look, I think it can double given its historic price ranges. Uh, it can double over the next couple of years, particularly if they keep doing food the right way. Uh, I'm not so, not so impressed by their clothing line as most people haven't been for a while. But at least if they do food for a uh, in the right way in which they're doing it at the moment, then they can double. So that was just a, a a different out of the norm strategy compared to what I normally do. What I also wanted to show you was this. Uh, now this is from uh, one of the major investment banks, and essentially put it into simple language, and this is good news: less volatility has tended to mean better results. So whether you're allocating and finding companies with lower return, sorry, lower volatility there, or based on the nature of the equity, or whether it's a fixed income asset class. For me, lower volatility equities are actually tending to outperform. There's ample data to suggest this, whereas people actually think the headline grabbing highly volatile stocks are the ones which are going to perform better. They might do in the short term, but like the tortoise and the hare, the hare isn't the one that wins the race. Okay, so that caught my eye. Here's a couple of other things as well. No, you almost certainly can't time the markets. Now, that's not recent. That's from uh, uh, 2019. But the reason I mention it is because one of the people I've often written about in many of my books over my shoulder uh, won the Nobel Prize, I think it was in 2017, Eugene Famer. And uh, he'd said this with investments. So we don't trade our investments. People often ask me, well, this month I'm up, next month I'm down. What should I do? I said, no, it's a 12-month holding period. 
I also wanted to show you this headline. Goldman Sachs says these 30 stocks with optimal pricing power will benefit most as inflation hovers at 30-year highs amid a continued supply chain crunch. Have a look on my Telegram channel. I'll show you how to get that. Uh, and I go into details of what those stocks were, what those 30 stocks were, and reveal them there. Can't go through all 30 stocks here, but it's a free Telegram channel. You'll be able to see it there. Uh, I also gave an update on our performance 12 months to the end of October or the start of November, and that was a 53% return. Some of you might have seen this already, so I won't go over it. Those are the stocks from our approved list back in November 2020, which generated over 100% return. And these are the ones, whoops, that generated 50 to 100% return with names and so on. Again, look on the Telegram channel, and I'll give you the link at the end. Uh, and we've put them there, and that was their breakdown of performance. If it's a bit fuzzy on the computer screen, then like I said, just look on the, the channel. But I don't want to go into that. There were a couple which stood out for us going forward. What about going forward, you know, rather than just looking backwards? Well, Hamilton Lane, the private equity firm. Uh, we think that's undervalued at a 27.7% on a discount cash flow basis. Uh, we also think S&P Global Inc. is 41% undervalued. Okay, so it would almost go up 100% if it gets to its fair valuation over the next 12 months. So I wanted to, on the basis of our analysis, share that with you. And Moody's, we think whilst in the short term, over a 20-day period, could be down as 40%. You could be down 40% in Moody's over 20 days. But that's why we look at it a 12-month hold with 250-day outlook. Uh, and that gives us uh, less volatility over that longer time frame. So 20 days, yeah, you could be down 40%. You say that again. Over 20 days, you could be down 40%. But over a 250-day period, uh, that's less likely. And we like the financials on it as well. Value, growth, income, cash, or all the other factors that I tend to pick these things on. I wanted to share this with you, summary of some analyst forecasts for the S&P for the end of 2022. Morgan Stanley's forecast for the S&P 500, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs. Doesn't mean they're necessarily going to be right. Morgan Stanley, very pessimistic, 4,400. Goldman Sachs, pretty optimistic. They say 5,100. And that's some of the things they've said. Morgan Stanley, while earnings for the overall index remain durable, there will be greater dispersion between winners and losers. That's why it's going to be important to be picking stocks and growth rates will slow materially. That's why we want companies generating strong cash flows. That's how we pick them. 2022 will be more about stocks than sectors or styles in our view. Exactly. Bottom up. And that's our approach. So great. We're looking forward to 2022. Uh, I'll skip Wells Fargo for a second. Goldman Sachs, decelerating economic growth, a tightening Fed and rising real yields suggest investors should expect modestly below average returns next year. In contrast with our expectations during the past year, Corporate tax rates will likely remain unchanged in 2022 and rise in 2023. Corporate earnings will grow and lift share prices. The equity bull market will continue. The equity bull market will continue, says Goldman Sachs. I'm sure that's what they're telling their clients, and they'll make sure it happens. Uh, I don't disagree with that. I'm more at the optimistic end than the pessimistic end of the markets. But I still think, as with Morgan Stanley, it's bottom up. And the 15 to 20 stocks that will be in my portfolio will be based on the factors that we were looking at there. The question then arises is, well, should you invest at all-time highs? Because that's what we're at. Well, actually, it suggests if you do invest in the market at all-time highs, you get a better return than if you invest on any random day. So, and this is taken from JP Morgan. Uh, over a 12-month period, the S&P 500, if you invested on a uh, all-time high, when it hit an all-time high, you got a better return, 14.6% in the subsequent 12 months than you otherwise did, and so on. Okay, all-time high investments, 50.4% return over three years in the S&P than if you invested on any random day. 
So in actual fact, which is the best day to invest? Well, it seems to suggest, if you don't have a crystal ball, when it's an all-time high is the best time to invest, which, if like me, uh, you're a bit naturally cautious. That's something of a surprise, okay? And for those waiting for the big dips and saying, oh, no, no, I don't want to invest at an all-time high. I want to wait and wait for the markets to recover. Well, actually, this model, and Famer got the Nobel Prize in Economics, total U.S. market uh, uh, research index return. So here you go, one-year average, cumulative, three years, and five years. Return after a 30% decline? Well, five-year average cumulative? 50%, return after a 20% decline, 71%, return after a 10% decline. Uh, and you can see what the average uh, returns are. Well, yeah, you're better off on that basis holding for the longer term after such a big decline. So in a way, it's sort of, you can buy an all-time high, you can also buy after a 20% decline. Either way, you're making money, you're actually making more after a 20% decline if you're holding for five years. Why would that be the case? Well, that would be the case because overall we know the markets rise. So if you get a bigger decline and then you get in, you should have all the returns to be gained back from that decline plus the rises. Uh, but the point is whether you're on the decline camp or the all-time high camps, you're still winning. Why? Because the markets tend to rise. That's why you're winning in either direction. What's next? Well, it's another way of saying this. The longer you invest, the lower risk of losing money. However, I don't just buy and hold. Okay, so if you held for one year, the times you lost money, 25% of the time. If you held for 15 years, 0.2%. I don't buy and hold the same stock forever. What this is talking about is investing in the markets, but I would change every 12 months what I might be holding because after 12 months, I'll have a fresh set of stocks I could purchase with better sets of results. Just because I held something in the last 12 months and it did well for me doesn't mean it will for the next 12 months because it's got new accounts which have come out and the world has changed. So I'm looking at 12 months and then change again. Look at the Telegram channel. Look at the link I'll give you at the end as well on that. So that one really caught my eye as well. Um, and then there were a few more. Okay. Bank of America says, buy these 42 stocks across clean energy industrial sectors poised to benefit. Well, what we did is we looked at those 42 stocks that they mentioned, and we saw, well, which ones meet our approved list of value, growth, income, cash flow, Saltina, Alpha, the ability to outperform the market consistently, all those kind of factors. And there were about six. So Bank of America might shove 42 in your face, but actually there's about six, which we found interesting, and I'll put them on the Telegram channel uh, later on on those. What about under the radar virtual reality plays, which will act as a gateway to the 3D metaverse. So we looked at those, including three stock sets to surge by more than 45%. We looked at all eight of those. None of them met our criteria. Does that mean Morgan Stanley knows something we don't? We suspect they're wrong and we're more likely to be right. We think they're taking a big gamble uh, on those uh, eight stocks. They don't meet our approved list. I'm not even going to share them with you. Okay. And then uh, a bit of a warning and Morgan Stanley, a pretty pessimistic on the S&P, as you know, uh, earlier on. So I've shared that down there. Where does that leave us? Okay, well, leaves us with this. Leaves us with this. Uh, have a look at the campaign for a million.com. It's a free site. And on there, you'll get free access to my Telegram channel where I'll put uh, more details of some of the things I've discussed here and some of these slides and, and content as well on that free Telegram channel. If you are already on my private Telegram 
channel, then you'll have got this and seen all of this in far more detail and you've got a breakdown already. But have a look at the campaign for a million.com and look at the uh, Telegram channel on that. Thank you all very much for watching.